You know, this last Friday, a small holiday, it's probably not a holiday you've ever really thought about before, but it's the time for us to remember our senior citizens, which is defined as anyone 60 and up. Okay, don't kill me. I didn't make up that definition, but you know that you're taking that discount, right? But today I want to spend a little time remembering and honoring and exhorting our senior citizens. Now this message was heavily influenced by Pastor Eric C. Redmond. And I want to speak to our seniors today. And I want to speak to those of us that hope to get to that place one day. And it's certainly a blessing to be a senior member of society. For many of you, it means you've seen and survived through some amazing and hard times. You lived through the assassination of the Kennedys and Martin Luther King, the moon landing, 9-11. You witnessed the Cold War, the Vietnam War, and the two Gulf Wars. You've lived through the Twist, Woodstock, folk music, disco, rap, heavy metal, and boy bands. And a few of you still have those 45 and LPs stuffed away in your closet. You've gone from the typewriter to the tablet, to the black, from the black screen console TV to the flat screen TV. It's an amazing blessing to live a long time. But along with those feats come some challenges that we face as the years pile on. First of all, you might be tempted to become a little bit more timid than you used to be. You might not drive as fast, and you're more concerned about the security of your money and making sure you might have enough insurance to cover whatever your needs may be. Now, you're sure about Jesus, but you might not be as sure about yourself anymore. Another thing that uh, you unfortunately may experience is a, a, a loss of physical strength and some physical challenges. Back in the day, you could go all day with a basketball, but today you feel like you've accomplished something by putting both feet on the side of the bed without creaking in all your bones. And a loss of physical strength is a real thing. Thirdly, many older people face that uh, will to fight is diminished in their lives. You don't have time maybe to argue about all the things that you used to get all worked up about. You probably don't feel like marching for every initiative or heading down to, civ uh, to City Hall for, to fight for every cause. That's what youth was for, right? And now you just want your kids and your grandkids to be good to you, and you want your neighbor to pick up after their dog. And if you had those things, you would be good. Now, it's one thing for you yourself to feel that way, but it's another thing when people impose those things on you. That can really hurt and make you feel helpless. When you lose maybe a position at a job that should be yours by seniority. Or when you're overlooked for things that you know that you can handle. Or when you, uh, someone takes advantage of your age and there seems to be no recourse for judge, uh, justice. And if all that weren't enough, Many of you, and some of you, feel like you're pushed aside by the church. Now, when you talk to older saints in the church, many times when they talk about what they're struggling with, it isn't the focus on reaching the next generation. They're not struggling so much with that. It's not so much, a lot of times, the change in method that's the real problem. 
It's not even for most of them the, the music that is the, the biggest deal in the world to them. But they overwhelmingly state that they struggle in the church because they feel that they're not needed and they're not included or they're overlooked or they feel like they're in the way. And sometimes they, when they're struggling with those feelings, it, it comes out and it's expressed by being upset about change. But if they're really honest, they're overwhelmed by the feeling of not being needed. And those feelings can come in more from just the church. They can feel that way in their family, about their jobs. And many times they're really, though, grieving the loss of influence that they once had. But seniors, and those of us that hope to be seniors one day, I want to tell you, this is not the time to give into timidity or low energy levels or to fall into complacency and step back. Don't buy into the narrative that you're not needed. Sometimes we let those things creep into our hearts and we begin to distance ourselves from people because we feel that way, even if the other people haven't even expressed that. There's so much more for God to give to you and to do through you. So don't fall back. Step up in a kind and loving way. Let it be known that you're still here and you still have something to give. And many times those people that you feel like don't want you around would love to have you help them and serve along with them. Let it be known. You might be tempted to step back and to give up, but don't do that. You are too important to the church. Find something to do. Find something that is helpful and don't quit. Because when the Lord is finished using you and all your knowledge and experience and skills and training, he will call you home. And in the meantime, you need to go against the natural tendency to slow down as seniors. You need to act like Caleb and go find your mountain. Now, you remember Caleb, right? In Joshua 14. Joshua's leading these people of Israel, the people of God, into the promised land. A land flowing with milk and honey. But God does not just hand these people these promises that he gave them. They, they had to do something in order to take the land. They had to fight the enemy to, and, and take it. See, and that's the same way today. God doesn't just hand us things on silver platters in this life. In heaven, it'll be more like that. But in this life, God often requires us to step up and to have faith and to do some work in his strength. Now, by this time, many of the other 12 tribes of Israel had inquired their inheritance, right? Five years had passed, but Caleb still hadn't gotten what was due to him for bringing back a good report when he spied out the land. He knows that he still has something to give. He still has something to do for God. The God that delivered him from slavery out of Egypt. He knows he can do more. And this isn't going to be a small feat for for Caleb either. Caleb's not a young, spry 40-year-old anymore. Remember, there was 40 years lost in the wilderness because the people decided not to obey God and go ahead into the promised land. So Caleb is now 85 years old. And this old man is trying to get what God has promised him. This is a man with the same challenges that seniors face today. But Caleb says, I'm not going to let this stop me. I'm not going to slow down. I'm going to go and get that mountain that God has promised me. 
Because I want to conquer something for the Lord. And he is an example for all of us. So how does Caleb at the age of 85 capture a mountain for the Lord? Number one, he remained faithful when others were faithless. Joshua 14, verse 6. Then the people of Judah came to Joshua at Gilgal. And Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God in Kadesh Barnea, concerning you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in my heart. But my brothers who uh, went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Yet, and this is important, he says, Caleb says, yet I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore unto me on that day. Surely the land on which your foot has trodden shall be an inheritance for you and your children forever. Because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. You remember what happened, right? Moses sent those 12 spies into the land and they searched around and they found fruit. But they also found fortified cities, and giants. And when those 12 spies came back to bring a report, all 12 spies didn't agree on what to do. Joshua and Caleb interpreted the events differently. While the 10 spies were scared to death of the huge obstacles, Caleb was one of the two that says, let's go take the land. Now, a good question here might be, What was the difference between the two and the ten? Well, Caleb tells us, he says, I wholly followed the Lord. No obstacle can stop us. Caleb decided a long time ago from where this uh, passage started in, in Joshua, where we were reading. A long time ago, 40 years ago, Caleb had decided that I'm going to wholly follow the Lord. And because of that, I'm not going to look like a grasshopper in anybody's sight. And now Caleb is telling Joshua, he says, I was faithful back then when others were not, and I'm still faithful now. And if the hill country is my inheritance, then move out of the way so I can keep being faithful. I've got a mountain to go conquer for the Lord. And in that same way, many have you have been faithful in following the Lord for years. You've done great things and you've seen God do miracles and impossible things because you stepped out when others were faithless. You've worked hard and you gave and you showed up for years. But now though, some of us, instead of living by faith, we instead need an explanation on everything in order to even think about being faithful. And when you don't quite get it, You just choose sometimes to not be faithful and instead stop showing up and to back off and to give up. But now is not the time to draw back and to become a gossiper or get stuck in a perpetual pity party. That is not the way to joy and happiness. If anything, the Lord wants you to be more faithful now than ever before because you want to finish this race well. Because who else is going to show the younger generation how to live on a shoestring budget and raise a family? Who else is going to pass on the wealth of knowledge needed to run ministries that you have been a part of for 20 or 30 years? 
Who's going to show millennials and Gen Z how to stay in a job that they don't like for more than five minutes? You. You, by your faithful service and by wholly following the Lord, can lovingly and gently help a whole mixed up generation learn how to be faithful to the Lord. Remain faithful while others are faithless. Next, Joshua remained strong when you could be settling. Joshua 14, 10. And now, behold, the Lord has kept me alive. Isn't that awesome? The Lord has kept me alive. Just as he said, these 45 years since that time, the Lord spoke to, uh, his words to Moses while Israel walked in the wilderness. And now, behold, I'm 85 years old, but I am still as strong today as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then for war and for going and coming. Now, Caleb's not on some special medication, that, and he's able to say that he's just as strong at 85 as he was at 40. No, instead, his strength is up because he is strong in the Lord. And I have no doubt in all of his wars and all of these battles and wandering in the desert, he had some bumps and he had some bruises. He was feeling pains in places that he didn't even know existed. And at 85, he should have been seeking retirement. He should have been looking for some bus trips to go shopping up in Amish country or some way to move from Canaan down to South Sinai by the beach. But instead of settling and taking it easy, he's trying to do more. Caleb understands that he's old, but he's not dead. He still has more to do for the Lord. So don't wait on other people to do ministry work and then come and complain about how bad the youth are today. Instead, jump in and be a youth leader. Show a high school and a middle school student how to live by opening up your life to them. Host a campfire. Or maybe be a kid's leader and teach some boy how to have a, an amazing prayer life. Teach some girl how to live and walk by the Spirit. You might not can do what you used to do, but someone needs what you can do. This is not the time to sit down and wait to be served. Mark 10, 45, Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Brothers and sisters, senior saints, we need to follow the example of Caleb. Stop talking about how we can't maybe do what we used to be able to do. Might not be as strong as you used to be able to be. But get to serving. We need you in the most difficult and needy mountains in this church. Go find your mountain. The Lord has kept you alive by his strength. You can make a difference. And lastly, remain courageous while there are enemies to be conquered. Joshua 14, 12. Caleb says, now give me this hill country of which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard on that day how the Anakim, that's the giants, were there. Great fortified cities. It might be that the Lord will be with me and I shall drive them out just as the Lord said. Caleb couldn't care less about the size of the challenges before him. He doesn't care about the fact that he has to go to the hill country to get his inheritance. Giants didn't matter to Caleb. He didn't let the fact the cities were fortified bother him. 
Caleb understood that having the Lord with him made him the majority. And Caleb knew that there was no enemy that can match our God. So Caleb remained courageous. And old man Caleb faced giants and forts and armies, and he conquered that mountain for the Lord. And he was able to do his part to take a piece of the promised land back for God's people and help see God's promises fulfilled. So when you're staring down the faces of the enemies of God, it's not time to quiver. It's time to be available and to let it be known and and to step up and let God call you to action and then empower you to do things that you shouldn't be able to do. Now, when we talk about taking mountains, there's some images that can come up in our mind, whether it's playing King of the Hill when you were a kid, or maybe people scaling Mount Everest, or, or maybe even uh, the Battle of Iwo Jima and those Marines placing that flag. And that's what it can feel like. But when it comes to really taking mountains, no one has ever and no one will ever take a mountain like the Mount Calvary. Because on that mountain, Jesus was beaten and bruised and he faced the strong enemy called death. And on that mountain, Jesus wanted that cup to pass from him, but he still followed God and was faithful and took on your sin and my sin. On that mountain, Jesus was mocked and rejected and crowned with thorns and spat upon and he bore the wrath of God that was due to each one of us. On that mountain, Jesus with nails in his hands hung with nails in his feet bled. On that mountain, Jesus died. And then three days after conquering that mountain, he got up with all power in his hands. Jesus took the mountain of the cross of Calvary so that nothing could keep him from you. Seniors and those of us that hope to be seniors one day, we need to go and find our mountain that God has for us, a place for us to serve, for something for us to do, just like Caleb and just like Jesus. Don't fall into the temptation of being more timid in your faith and leadership. Don't shrink back. And when your strength seems to run out, draw strength from our Savior. Don't lose your fight for the faith. God still has mountains for you to fight for. Don't retire your faith. Faith is action. Don't give up. God still has a a mission for you. I hope and pray that one day some 35-year-old punk pastor preaches a message like this to me. And it reminds me not to lose my passion, not to lose my focus, and not to just sit back and and get in an attitude of bitterness. Not to just... uh, distance myself from people, not to lose focus, not to uh, lose my priorities and not to stop being positive. Hope someone tells me to keep heart because there's so much left to do. We can't do this mission without you. We need you to step up when we're looking for help. We need you to raise your hand and sign up to volunteer and take initiative and be creative because we can't do this without you. We need your help in every ministry. And you might not be able to do everything that you used to be able to do, but you can do something. 
We can't do this without you, and we don't want to. High school and youth ministries need the wisdom to reach the, uh, 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 from someone that's reached those milestones that pimply-faced, adolescent, immature kids can only dream of reaching. Our children's ministry needs your calm and loving hands. Our, our mission and outreach needs your help. The teaching ministries of all types need people who have walked with the Lord for decades to tell those behind them of the Lord's faithfulness and his promises. Find somewhere that needs help and jump in. Now retired pastor John Piper once said, getting old to the glory of God means resolutely resisting the typical American dream of retirement. It means being so satisfied that all, with all that God promises to be for us in Christ that we are set free from the cravings that create so much emptiness and uselessness in retirement. Instead, knowing that we have an infinitely satisfying and everlasting inheritance in God just over the horizon of life makes us zealous in our few remaining years here to spend ourselves in the sacrifices of love, not the accumulation of comforts. Now, those of us that aren't there yet, we need to reach out to those of us that are ahead, even if they are timid. We need to let them know that they belong and they need to know that we need them. And also, we need to remember that they are at where we are going and they can offer us experience. And we also need to prepare now so that we can remain faithful then. Now, sometimes it feels like there's a tension between the older generation and the younger generation. We both need to repent from that because it takes two to tango. And we've allowed that to be there, but we have to push past that because we have the same mission to gather together, to grow together, and to give together. All generations, kids to the elderly, don't step back. Don't give up. So we need to put down the us versus them narrative and say it's all us and we're all in this together. We can learn from Caleb and decide that we're not going to back down from following God until he takes us home. We need to finish the race well. Don't quit in the last quarter. And ultimately, again, we see that Jesus is the hero of the story, right? Because he walked up that mountain called Calvary, even when he was weak and hurt and in pain. And because Jesus didn't quit on us, we can't quit on him until the last breath leaves our lungs. Find your mountain and don't give up. Former pastor at CBC, Wilbert Gao, turned 102 in June. Isn't that amazing? That's a huge accomplishment. 102. And this is what he said in a recent article. He said this, I may not quite have the energy and enthusiasm I once did, but I'm ready to go as long as he wants me. I'm still active about doing my father's business. And several times a week, he pulls out his IBM typewriter and he writes out sermons and he passes them out to anyone that's interested in his church to read them. 
He, what an amazing example of someone that hasn't gotten up and hasn't shrunk back and gotten bitter, but instead found his mountain and stepped up to do what he can do. Church, that's what we need to do. And it's not easy right now. I get that. Church isn't easy right now. It's not like it was before. It might never be again. But we need people that say, I'm going to step up into it. And I'm going to do more thinking about how I can help than just a couple minutes. I'm going to find my mountain. I'm going to find that place that God can use me. And then I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to step back. I'm not going to shrink and then blame other people for the fact that, uh, you know, I'm not being used. I'm going to step up and let it be known that I have something to give. Let's pray.